Hello, I am Tony Silvera, and I welcome you to my evening devotional. This week, uh, we're talking about the blood of Jesus. And we start by learning about the seven functions of the blood. Yesterday, I gave you a teaching on three of those uh, functions. And today, we're going to learn about the other four. So let's start with our scripture for today. We read it yesterday also in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13 that says, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. So the blood is essential for our redemption, the redemption from the past and from the, the way of life we used to have that we inherited uh, by um, just the fact that we were born. So we were born uh, with the flaw, we were born uh, with sin, with the curse of sin over our lives, but Jesus Christ came to break the power of that curse and to redeem us. Now, uh, he did it through his blood. And uh, we're learning about the functions of the blood, the natural functions of the blood, and how they have a parallel with the spiritual world. So function number four uh, is joy. Uh, let me read the scripture, Ephesians 2.13, it says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away, uh, have been uh, brought near through the blood of Christ. So the blood of Christ uh, is uh, the instrument, God's instrument to bring us close to God. And in our body, the blood transports uh, hormones from the endocrine glands to target uh, tissues. The blood of the lamb transports hormones in the spirit, spiritual hormones to you, uh, joy to our spiritual bodies. Function number five is purity. First uh, Peter 1.18, it says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. I already read this uh, verse at the beginning. This is a different translation. But the, the blood helps to maintain fluid uh, balance, in, uh, balance in our bodies. Circulation of blood brings all this balance to the body. And the blood of the Lamb will maintain the purity, the balance of your life, so you do not fall to the other side. Function number six, safety. Hebrews 10, 19, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. The most holy place, it's the safest place that uh, you can have. It's the, the place of the presence of God. And the blood helps to distribute metabolic heat within the body and to maintain our body temperature. The blood of the lamb will distribute heat in us in the midst of the worst storms of life 
to keep us warm and secure in God and uh, will help us also to keep our peace in the storms of life. And uh, function number seven is protection or defense. So the blood of Jesus brings defense. Hebrews 12, 24, it says, we arrive to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel was spilled by Cain, the first murderer in history. And Cain killed his brother, and it says that his blood keeps speaking to God even today. The blood of Jesus speaks to God and speaks even a better word. The blood has uh, uh, red cells and white cells. The white cells defend the body against invading microorganisms. Uh, the blood of the lamb will also protect us, defends us against the powers of darkness and keeps us safe in battle. The blood is a sign to God. It was a sign during Passover, as we read in Exodus 12, 13 and 14. It says, now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you and the plague will not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you a memorial and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. So the blood of Jesus serves as a sign. Tomorrow, I'm going to teach you about bleeding the blood of Jesus. And some Christians say it's not biblical to do it. Now, without wanting to offend anyone, uh, the prayers of those that don't plead the blood of Jesus are usually lame, defensive prayers. But sometimes we need to attack the powers of hell with our prayer and with the authority we have in Christ Jesus. And pleading the blood of Jesus, it's not a superstitious application of a magical formula of words, but it's a spiritual dynamic. Uh, it's greater than both our energy and our humanity against our adversary, the devil. And the power that saves is also the power that releases, delivers, and neutralizes the enterprises of hell and the weaknesses of the flesh. Uh, as we uh, learn how to plead the blood of Jesus, we're going to learn this. I encourage you in your prayer to call upon the Lord and to use the name of Jesus and cover yourself and your family with that precious blood. Ephesians 1, 7 says that in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. God loves you and He wants you to be under the power of the blood of the covenant. So let me pray for you that right now in that circumstance that you're going through, God will manifest His power and that you will be under the protection of the blood of Jesus. So God, now I pray for my friends that are watching this devotional. I do a prayer, not only a defensive prayer, but I pray against the powers of hell that are attacking this life. And you know exactly what your children are going through. 
And so I pray and I apply the power of the blood of Jesus over their lives. I plead the power of the blood over the lives of my friends, my brothers, my sisters, uh, people that are watching this broadcast. And in Jesus' name, I declare victory over that problem, over that circumstance, over the powers of hell. In the name of Jesus, amen. This was my evening devotional. Tomorrow, as I told you, we're going to talk about how to plead the blood of Jesus and the biblical foundations to do so. God bless you. Have a pleasant evening. I'll see you here again tomorrow at 9 p.m.